0: Well, I've sat around a lot of different kitchen tables in my life, and I've heard a lot of stories about a lot of different people in my life. But this past Monday, I sat around the McIntyre's kitchen table, and I heard the story of Bob's life. And I have to say, it was one of the greatest privileges Of my ministry since becoming a priest. What a life Bob lived. What a story of God's faithfulness, of God's calling. What a story of God's redemption. God called Bob's name, God saved Bob's life, God broke into the cycle of chaos and darkness and addiction that marked Bob's life beginning at his birth. And God broke that cycle, praise God. And according then to the power of God that rescued Bob when he was a young man, he set Bob on a different path, on a path of redemption Praise God for the life of Bob McIntyre. Praise God for how he used Bob in so many ways, in so many places, in so many different times to bless so many different people. Today, we celebrate the incredible life of this wonderful man. We know that Bob lived a full life. He lived a long life all the way to the age of 91, and he lived this full, long life as fully as he could, up until two weeks ago when he had that stroke. And we grieve this loss. Mary and Lane and Mark and all of the family, we grieve with you today. We lament this loss with you. And I know for many of you, you're, you're feeling quite raw from quite a lot of loss in recent months. Scripture tells us in Romans 12, 15 to weep with those who weep and we weep with you today. The last time I saw Bob was here at this communion rail on Pentecost Sunday, June 5th. Bob and Mary came forward and they knelt right here and I was privileged and honored to be the one to serve them both communion. This table is a symbolic table. Bob has now laid his eyes on the real thing. Before that, the last time I had seen Bob was when he came to our Ash Wednesday service in early March. Apparently, I heard this on Monday. He hadn't told anyone in his family that he was going to church that night. Nobody knew where he was. Lane, I think, finally tracked Bob's iPhone and saw the blinking blue dot here at 10520 Main Street. Bob stayed late. He stayed really late chatting. With people, and when I walked out, it must have been ten o'clock or ten thirty—I don't know. Bob was chatting right at the end of this brick ramp with a young couple who had just joined our church, and I walked past, ready to get home, and I said hi, Bob, and to the couple. And Bob interrupted me, and he said to the couple, he pointed at me, and he said, "This young man's dad used to be one of the priests here." And I said, "Yes, that's true. My dad was my dad was a priest here in the early." 2000s, and Bob had to tell a story. And so Bob um, said that at one time, decades ago, uh, Bob had gone up to my dad and said, you know, Marshall, you're the best preacher they've got here at Truro, but you're just an associate. Bob said to my dad, you're the best preacher, but you're not the main guy. And my dad, this won't surprise you if you knew my dad, just shrugged and said, yeah, I know. I love that story. And I know that for if no other reason, truly, if for no other reason God told Bob to come to church that night and told Bob to stay late and told Bob to stand at that brick ramp until almost everyone had left just so he could tell me that story. Because God had a way, didn't he, of putting Bob McIntyre right where he wanted him, right when he wanted him there right when Bob was needed. And in this room and online and scattered around the world are people like me and like you. And we all have our stories of how God used Bob in powerful ways. And we celebrate that God did that. God did that. God called Bob's name there in that Salvation Army church at the age of 14 and he saved him. And he saved him to use him. And he used them to bless countless lives. What a life of accomplishment. That's the word that's been ringing in my ears as I've been thinking and praying about this day, as I've learned more and more about Bob and his life, even last night standing on the brick sidewalk having so many conversations with so many of you. The word I keep coming back to is accomplishment. You all know this. You've already heard this Today, we've just scratched the surface. Bob was an incredibly accomplished man. The fruit of Bob's life is incalculable. Every one of you bears witness to that. It's hard to even grasp. It's hard to do the math to quite grasp the impact of Bob's life. Looking out at uh, McIntyre's backyard this past week, I was admiring the beautiful huge trees in their backyard in that neighborhood. And sitting there I thought of Andrew Peterson's song called Planting Trees. He describes all the good that we do, even the mundane thing as being used by God in a way that actually outlives us. Our accomplishments. Our accomplishments when done for the purposes of God are actually used by God, kind of like we're planting trees. The song says, "Let go of all that's passing." Lift up the least of these. Lean into something lasting, like planting trees. So many years from now, long after we are gone, these trees will spread their branches out and bless the dawn. These trees will spread their branches out and bless someone. God used Bob McIntyre's many accomplishments to plant thousands and thousands of fruitful trees that will extend God's blessings upon this earth far beyond Bob's earthly life. And God chose Bob as his tree-planting instrument, not so that Bob would get the glory, but so that God would get the glory. Listen to how the Apostle Paul put it in Ephesians two, verses eight through 10. He writes, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, why? So that no one may boast. And then Paul goes on, for we are his, we're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. It's amazing that every little thing and every big thing that Bob McIntyre ever accomplished was prepared for him by God beforehand. God called him, God saved him, God directed him, and God sure used him. But is that it? Is that where we find our comfort today? Is that where we find our hope? Is that where we find our consolation in the face of Bob's death? Bob's accomplishments? Is that it? Is that the final word of Bob's life? Is that the overarching message? Is that what we should walk out of here today when all this is over with Bob's accomplishments? Let me say this as clearly and plainly as I can, no, no, our comfort, And our hope and our consolation in the face of death is never found in our accomplishments. The final word of our lives, the overarching message, the thing that defines our funerals must never be our accomplishments. Because as wonderful and as fruitful and as beneficial and as long-lasting as our accomplishments may be, thanks be to God, our accomplishments aren't strong enough to save us. They aren't strong enough to conquer death. They aren't strong enough to give us peace with God. They aren't strong enough to win, for us, everlasting life. Listen to me. Only Jesus is strong enough to save you. Only Jesus is strong enough to conquer death. Only Jesus is strong enough to give you peace with God. Only Jesus is strong enough to win for you everlasting life. I can guarantee you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that this is where Bob placed his hope. This is where Bob found his identity. This is where Bob placed his trust. Bob knew. Bob knew in his earthly life, and Bob sure knows it now, that the greatest accomplishment of his life was an accomplishment accomplished by somebody else who then gave that accomplishment to Bob, not because Bob earned it, but because God gave it to him as a gift. Bob's accomplishments count for a lot. Yes, yes, yes. But the only accomplishment that ultimately counts for anything today is the accomplishment of Jesus Christ on Bob's behalf that secured for Bob victory over death. What we hear from 1 Corinthians 15, 57 earlier? Was it... Thanks be to me who earns my victory. Or was it, was it this maybe? Thanks be to my accomplishments which earn my victory. No. Here's what it said. It's what Caleb read. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest gift we could ever ask for is a gift we cannot earn. The greatest accomplishment we could ever ask for is an accomplishment we cannot accomplish. And the greatest victory we could ever ask for is a victory we cannot win. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That is real comfort. That is real hope. That is real consolation. That is really, really really good news, and that's the gospel. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. The good news that God saves sinners, the good news that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. The good news that Jesus does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. He lives a sinless life, he dies a sacrificial death, and he rises to life again, conquering the power of hell and giving his full and forever victory to whoever calls upon his name. And Bob McIntyre, there in that Salvation Army church at the age of 14, responded to the invitation of God and he called upon the name of Jesus. And his life was never the same. And thousands and thousands of lives were never the same. This world will never be the same. And a week and a half ago, early in the morning of June 14th, God called Bob home. And at that moment, Bob beheld the face of Jesus. Bob beheld the face of the one who had died to save him. The face of the one who had called his name. And in that moment, then and there, in that hospital room, Bob's death was simply the entrance into eternal life, not because of any accomplishment of his own, but only because of the accomplishment of his Savior given to him. And that same gift is available to you today. The gift of salvation, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal hope, The gift of the victory of Jesus is available to you today and all you have to do is say yes. Say yes to Jesus. Throw yourself upon his perfection, his righteousness, his accomplishment like Bob did. And then one day, like Bob, you will enjoy the eternal benefits of Jesus's victory. So we grieve today the loss of this wonderful man. And we celebrate today his incredible accomplishments and all of their fruit and all of the trees he planted that we can't even begin to count. We rejoice today. Right now, Bob's greatest accomplishment was accomplished by somebody else. By the triumphant, victorious, death-destroying, eternal King Jesus. Finally, we know that at this moment today, Bob is free and happy with Jesus. And all those who put their trust in that same Jesus will join Bob around that heavenly table very soon. Let's pray together. Father, once again, we thank you and we praise you. Please shine the light of Jesus upon us. We pray in your name. Amen.